Copyrighted program created for the Rio Grande Oil Company. All cars, attention all cars, attention all Santa Clara County Sheriff's cars. Broadcast 123. Be on the lookout for two men who just held up the Pacific Theater in San Jose. The set number one described as 33 years, 5 feet 10 inches, 160 pounds, wearing a gray suit, a gray hat. The set number two, 20 years, 5 feet 11 inches, 150 pounds, wearing a dark blue top coat, a brown hat. These men are believed to have escaped in a Ford Coupe. Stand by for further details. the police catch the criminals in tonight's crime. Enlightened civic officials have supplied the police forces of many western cities with the newest scientific devices to fight lawbreakers, including high-powered police cars, equipped with radio and powered with Rio Grande craft. The only Pacific Coast gasoline made by the very latest scientific Sinclair refining process. Police cars have proved that craft gasoline develops greatest speed and power. In Los Angeles, where the police cars answer from 700 to 1,000 emergency calls every day, it takes an average of only 2 minutes and 42 seconds for a police car to reach the citizens who call for help. Police give Rio Grande Crest gasoline full credit for making this great speed possible. And in the largest cities and counties of the West, more police and emergency cars are powered with Rio Grande Crest than any other gasoline. This is the same gasoline you can get from the Rio Grande dealer near you. You, too, can enjoy police car performance in your own time. And now it is our pleasure to introduce Chief of Police Black of San Jose, California, who will speak to you from the studios of KFRC in San Francisco. Chief Black. Cop on the beat is a thing of the past. Nowadays, the officer who helps preserve the peace of your community rides in a high-powered patrol car, constantly in touch with headquarters by means of police radio on the dashboard. And, as is becoming more and more the case, able to communicate directly with headquarters by means of the shortwave sending set in the car. Behind the officer in the radio car is all the equipment science has given to criminology. Laboratories for testing physical evidence, fingerprinting, the statewide teletype which flashes the means of a crime, and the description of the criminals over the entire state in an instant. Against such a formidable array of equipment and knowledge, how can the criminal hope to win? We who know that he never does often wonder at his stupidity in trying. The story you are about to hear is one in which the criminals attempted to enlist the most modern developments of the day to their side. But quick as they were, the police were quicker, as you soon will see. Oh. 
1932 that a young man called by the manager of the Pacific Theater, a first-run movie house in San Jose, California. When did you wait to see? I was here with the family, the manager. Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. I've forgotten your name. Andrews. Robert Andrews. Do you have a number now? <laughs> yes, of course. I remember you, Mr. Andrews. You're the lobby display artist, aren't you? That's right. Well, I'm afraid Mr. Stanley's tied up. If there's anything oh, I can... Oh, now, listen, Jelly. Don't hand me that chatter. I've heard it before. I want to see Stanley. But he's busy right now. He's busy looking over last week's motion picture hell, though, good. Tell him I'm here. Very well. Mr. Andrews is outside to see you, Mr. Stanley. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Stanley is busy, Mr. Andrews. He can't be disturbed. Oh, good, I will. He may be tied up for some time. I'll still wait. Very well. Well, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry. Sort of hard to get along with, aren't you, girl? Yes, David. There's a man outside with three pies on him. Lucky guy. What I tell him to do with it, David? You know the film goes in the dressing room. It was uh, only the door locked. Oh, very well, I'll come to it. Come along, David. Well, I guess I'll do my own secretary. Good morning, Mr. Stanley. What? Oh, I told my secretary to tell you I was busy. You do, but you have to step out a minute, so I just thought I'd drop in. Well, I've got nothing for you. Now, listen, Mr. Stanley, don't be so sure about that. Look here. Take a look at your still. That's the lobby of the accident in Los Angeles. I did all the cutouts and lobby cars from that line for a day for it. Did you ever see a sweeter job in your life? That's all right. Well, the lobby of the dress. There's my cup on the 47th Street. Yes, yes it's all right. I can take two lobby cards and design cutouts that will drag them in off the street. I can give you the believe I said before that I was busy. Oh, you did? And I knew it. Now, listen to me. I don't want any lobby cards or cutouts. You get all that display stuff from the cinema display in Frisco. And I told you that's the first time you came in here, and I'm tired of repeating it. Good morning, Mr. Stanley. Now, Mr. Stanley, I can do you a better job at least. Oh, good morning, Mr. Andrews. Well, I don't know why I waste my time talking to you. I don't either. I'm used to doing big jobs, not decorating the front of the town show shops. You don't seem to realize who I am. Will you get out now or shall I call the police and have them escort you out? Oh, you're going to get tough, huh? All right, don't bother. I'll get out. But I won't forget this, Mr. Stanley. Back to Los Angeles goes discouraged, unemployed, so hard writer Andrews. And one day, a few weeks later, he runs into Harvey Spangler, an acquaintance of his. Hello, Andrews. How's things? Oh, not so good. How's things with you? Oh, uh, I believe. That's about all. What's the matter? Are you working? No. Things are slow. I've been canvassing all the fields over the state, but I couldn't pick up much card writing. Oh, tough. Didn't uh, see some good prospects, did you? Mm, what do you mean? Sure, uh, is uh, pretty easy to knock over. Mm, Rob? No. Uh, when things are as tough as they are this one, I figure a guy's entitled to live any way he can get it. Mm. Well, I, I haven't looked at it quite that way. That's the only way to look at it. Yeah. Well, you're right. Then you take Saturday's kind of sweet layout. We do business Saturday afternoon and Sunday while the banks are closed. That means that any good-sized house has got a real bankroll in the safe for the time Monday morning rolls around. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I remember when I was talking to the manager of the Pacific in San Jose, he was counting the tapes. Well, there must have been two grounds better out. The Pacific and San Jose. That's a mess. I'd like to get away to Frisco and leave ourselves before the cops wake up to answer the phone. Yeah, we could. And I've got a little matter to settle with the manager of the Pacific anyway. I don't like that guy. Just after Christmas, Sangler and Andrews drive north. In San Jose, they take a room in a hotel facing the theater. For several days, they watch the movement of the theater start from the window. Then, shortly before noon on the 31st of December. There's a standard little stack of dough. Hmm? What time is it? Quarter twelve. Yeah, it's early to go. Thanks, close at noon. Oh, that's right. I forgot the day was Saturday. You don't think the door until about one o'clock on weekdays. There's a very no regular Saturday. Hmm? What do you mean? Tonight's New Year's Eve. That's right, so it is. And they're having a special midnight show across the street. I better boost the box office this week. Yeah. Are you not knocking them over tonight? I'm just saying not. Let him collect his Sunday take for us, too. And we'll relieve him up Monday morning. Just before your friend, Mr. Stanley, takes it to the bank. In broad daylight? Uh, why not? Nobody around the city at that time of day. Uh, except in the porter and the secretary. Oh, I handle them okay. <laughs> Just at noon, the following Monday, Andrews and Sander parked their car in front of the theater. Get out and saunter across the deserted lobby. Blinking, they step from the brilliant sunlight into the still darkness of the empty theater. Where do you suppose that toy is? Oh, probably coming up on the street. Yeah, maybe they can decide. That's one corner of the nice suggested. I don't want anybody to recognize it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Porter. Come here a minute, will you? Remember, don't stand in front of these people. Come on, recognize your voice. Don't worry. Yes, sir. And keep quiet if you want to keep your health. Don't worry. I need to lose them. Okay. And lead the way to the manager's office. But I can't take you all and go. Mrs. Stanley, Yeah, I know. You'll be counting the weekend receipts. And besides, he got the door bullet for me inside. I know about that, too. And you're going to walk in there in front of our guns and knock on the door and ask him to let you in. You like that. What do I care? You're going to tell him you want to clean the windows in there, see? No, but I can't. Get going, get going. No, but I'm going to save my city right now. Let me. I'll move that quickly. Uh, uh, here we go. Okay. Knock on the door. Well, it's me, sir. David, if you don't mind, Bob, I'd like to get at those windows and go. They're powerful, David. Now, to go back a little later, David, you're still in our table right now. Tell him you've got to come in now. But I, I said, you're locking your ribs. Go on. But it's a solve. I've always put it up as a place I'm sure I'd like to get at those windows. Oh, well, well, Pick him up. Oh, what? David wasn't in here. I'm sorry, I couldn't help him. Uh, all of you, back against the wall. Where's that girl, Mr. Stanley? Oh, I see. All counted out on the dish. Now, nice of you. Okay, pal. Cover that jacket up his bag. Okay. Then he looks familiar to me. Yeah. How's that? 
got a mask on. Still, he looks familiar. Well, he ought to. He's been shaking his job for a week. He can come into the store every night to look the place over. You must have seen him in the lobby. But I wouldn't advise you to try to identify him. We bumped guys off in it. No, that's all. Ted? Hand over your key ring. What for? Don't ask for a question. Hand it over. Very well. Here you are. I'll just keep you so you won't be able to get out of here for a while. Hold the horse. Hold the horse. Oh, yeah. Well, just make sure you don't call the cops for some. Now you'll keep your thoughts up for a while if you know what it's good for you. Oh, Mr. Stanley. Oh, you can get away. What's the police? They must have been with my guest, but they didn't know about this one back there in the Oh, sir. This is Donald Stanley. Oh, yes, Mr. Stanley. How are you? Oh, yeah. Well, just three minutes ago, three minutes ago, I held up my secretary and myself and took our week end receipt over $2,000. Well, can you give me a description? Well, it was both more maps. I could tell the one over here was about five feet ten. And he wore a gray suit and a gray hat. The other was very neat collar. And he had on a dark blue coat and a brown hat. Number one, five feet ten, wore a gray suit, gray hat. Number two, Dark blue coat, brown hair. These men robbed the Pacific Theater in San Jose ten minutes ago. Cassidy, get that on the telecast to all points right away. Yes, sir. With the speed of light, the law of frozen invisible net across the state of California, as teletype machines in Los Angeles, in El Centro, in Eureka, and San Bernardino, in Watsonville, and San Francisco, receive a description of the wanted men at the same moment. The news of their crime travels a million miles faster than a speeding getaway car in which the two robbers are going along the Bayshore Highway towards San Francisco. You know what I tell you? It was a pushover, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was. Well, by the time those birds break out of that office and ship off the law, we'll be out of the heat. That'll send it all right at this next road. There's an airport down there. Okay. Oh, letter. There's a ship out there on the runway warming up. We'll pull it by the office. Oh, you wait in the car. Okay. Yes, sir? How much to fly my partner and me into Frisco? Five dollars a piece. Okay. Got a ship ready to go? Yeah, it's that red monoplane out there. Good. Let's get it rolling. Yes, sir. Well, Tom? Yeah? There's a couple of fares from the old field. Okay. Tom will take care of us. Fine. Now, listen. We'll leave our car here and pick it up tonight around six. My partner and I are late for a business appointment in Frisco. Gotta get so fast. And we'll look after your car. All right. Let's go. Right. Come on, Bob. All good, huh? Yeah. How long do you take to get the Cisco College? Well, I'll land in Mayfield in 15 minutes. That's well. Hop in.
thousand dollars. Yeah. And here's fifty cents. Fine. And let's grab that cab over there, Bob. We got a house there. Let's go. Let's go. Go on, boys. Oh, Tom. Hi, Eddie. This is pretty good, huh? Yeah, but I'm going to figure it out. What? See those two guys getting to that cab over there? Yeah. Well, I just flew them over to my pa- Palo Alto. They said they were in a hurry to go to San Francisco because they've been driving all night. So they left their car at the airport and I flew them over here. Well, what's so mysterious? Well, by the time they get to town in that cab, they want to save more than a few minutes. It looks suspicious. Yeah, it does. I think I'll tell the boss about it when I get back to the Out of the Coyle San Francisco Police, Crossing City. This is Mr. Waters, manager of the Colorado Airport. Yes, sir. Strange thing occurred down here, which I think I should report to you. Yes, sir, go ahead. About a half an hour ago, a couple of men drove up to the airport and said it was a place to stay. There is a new speaker. Officer Dawson, San Francisco, out of the Coyle Airport. Yes, officer. I just received a report from Colorado Airport. The man who took your teleport description of the man who robbed the Pacific Theater in San Jose took a plane from Palo Alto to Mills Field a half hour ago. That's hard. I suggest you cover the airport in case they return for the car. I'll do that at once. In the meantime, I'll check to the cell phone. Blue Top Cat, I'm here. Well, it's last thing in the police car. Right away, sir. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to care, but I want some information. Yes, sir. Get the driver who brought two players from Millfield in the town about three quarters of an hour ago and have him call me right away. Yes, sir. I'll try to get a call you. Out of the trail, Boston speaking. I think you've got me to this people. Yeah? I'll call the club for the contact. You want to get a call to Yeah. Did you bring two men in from Millfield an hour ago? Yes, sir. One of them wear a blue overcoat and a brown hat, and the other is a gray overcoat and a gray hat? Yeah, thank you. Where'd you drop them? Uh, they sent over to the hotel on Thursday. Did you overhear that conversation while you're driving them in? Uh, no, I didn't say nothing. I said nothing. Joe's inspector sent us to the police with an initial. Doc, and the order before they come. Yes, Doc, then. Did you see the old French teletype about the San Jose theater hold up a couple of hours ago? Yes, I got it right here in front of me. Two men who pulled that job were able to send that with all cars. Yes, sir. Would you like a room? Yes, it's a good room. I think you're around, Roger. You look like you're from the police department. That's right. What did you do? How long have you been on the bed? I came on duty at noon. I have two fellas sitting in a room the last two hours. One wore a blue coat and a brown hat. The other a gray coat and a gray hat. Mm, why, yes. I think I do remember them. They're in 1005. What names are they Now, let's see. Robert Andrews and Harvey Stanger. Fine, get the house to take and come along with us. We're going to put them under arrest. Now, please don't fear the disturbance. I wouldn't want to get Don't worry, we'll be as quiet as ever. Oh. Lieutenant Mitchell assigns his men to cover all exits to the hotel. Then, accompanied by Inspector Butts and Valley, and the hotel manager and house detective, he takes the elevator to the 10th floor. But in the meantime, a bellboy is tapping on the door of room 1005. Yes, what is it? Is this in the valley, sir? Yes, sir. Go. Go get down. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, by the way, did you expect someone? Mm-hmm. No. No, why? Well, there's somebody else for you today. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Here's a half a buck for telling me. Nice plan. Yes, sir. Who's that? Oh, uh, boy. Yes, sir. There's the fire escape. Sit down down to the hall. Fine. Now beat it, will you? Yes, sir. As Mitchell and his companions are coming up in the elevator, Potter steps out into the fire escape and starts down the outside of the building. A moment later, the officers are knocking on the door of Potter's room. Come on, open up. Apparently, he's out. Shift out to me and try the door, but it's unlocked. Yeah, you can see he's left in a hurry. That's all the trouble, gentlemen. Have you seen the guest who's in this room, Harry? Well, sure. I just delivered a seatbelt a few minutes ago. I told him you gentlemen were asking for You me. did? Yeah. And he gave me a 50 cent sure. That's the thing. He was. Which way did he go? Oh, he didn't go anywhere. He just asked me where the fire escape was. The fire escape? What floor did it come out on? Yes, sir. Okay, but you stay in the room. The rest of you come along with me. We'll head him off when he gets to the bottom of the fire escape. <laughs> Back down the elevator goes the officer. And as they are walking down the hall toward the fire escape on the third floor... Hurry, Lieutenant, stop fighting in that window. Well, that's you. Keep coming and don't pull no gun. That's a gun for the gun in a minute. Okay, okay. Not the cup, Alex. Right. What's your name? Albert Taylor. Where's your partner, Andrews? I don't know. Come on back up to your room. I want to ask you some questions. By the time the officers and their prisoner returned to 1005, Inspector Butts has searched the place and found some items of interest. Well, Doc, I found the hall from the Pacific Theater. It's all here. $2,200 in cash and $500 in cash. Fine. Well, Spangler, what about it? Hmm. Looks like you're huh? I'd say so. Okay. Uh, I pulled it down. Where's your pal, Andrews? Well, that's a same girl. Where's she live? She works in a candy store, and... And Gary Street near Power. Gary Street near Power, what's her name? Sally, I think. Sally, Candy Story. Gary near Power, good gun, Larry. We have a special today on traffic cover down there. No, thanks. This will be ours. Yes, sir. Can I help you, sir? Yes. Your name's Sally? Why, yes. You're Bob Andrews, girl, aren't you? Why, uh, I know Bob. Yes. Why? I'm a friend of his. I just ran into Spangler and he told me Bob was in town. Said you might know where I could find him. Why, is that a coincidence? Bob just left here a few minutes ago. Oh, he did, eh? Where is he going? Well, I think he was going back to the hotel. That's fine, Miss. Thank you very much. Back in room 1005, the officer questioned the prisoner when the phone rang. No, wait a minute. That might be Andrew. You answered, Sandler, and don't get him off the way here. Well, what did I say to him? He didn't say that. Get him back up here. That's a little trouble cross my time. We're telling you what to do if you don't want any more trouble. But get him and sent in the other room. Yep. Now go ahead, Sandler, and play safe. Well, yeah. okay. Hello? What's the idea? What is that for? Oh, I... was asleep. Oh, I'm going to eat yet. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Yes, sure. Yeah. Where are you? I'm on the lock. I'll be right. I'm ready. Right now. Well? Downstairs. To the right up. How about a bus? Did he cross us up? No, he's laid straight all right. A wise boy. Well, I can't figure out how you guys caught up with us. We knocked that joint over only three hours ago, and we never get away in an airplane. Listen, Potter. We can't beat the law. As fast as you think you can get away, we can do better ahead of you. You see, you're in the crime business on a small scale, and we're in the business of catching you on a large scale. 
for expensive equipment, radio, telepath, and so on. And you've got a nationwide organization. You can't do that. Well, here's our friend. Pick him up, Andy. You're under arrest. So this is the kind of a pal you are, Frank. You're leaving me in a trap like this. Uh, I couldn't have it, Bob. Don't get from me. Nothing we can do about it anyway. The topic is too quick for us. Within an hour, Sheriff Emmett is on his way back to San Jose with his prisoner. The next day, Andrews and Spangler, having said guilty, and Wade's preliminary hearing are standing before the judge in Sevilla Court.
Senator Frederick Lindsay, giving you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company. Listen to Calling All Cars, now also broadcast over the Western Network, KMX Hollywood, KSFO San Francisco, every Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs>